Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next month is going to be our 11th, 11th year of doing this every week. Wow. Recorded live. A. U.N. American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life. Pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, Put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about their future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Thanks, everyone. Really appreciate these opportunities every Thursday to continue the show. Uh, it's, it's a gathering place, a weekly gathering place to, to share uh, the energies and the love of freedom and liberty. And before we get underway tonight, I'd like to just uh, ask everyone to Bow your heads, close your eyes, and think of Rose Lear. She almost passed away this past weekend, and by a miracle, uh, she's alive with us. Uh, I'll get into some of the details, but it was a freakish incident in the woods. She was trying to jump a creek, and she ended up uh, basically uh, almost destroying her right foot. It came, came apart, and the bone was broken through, and uh, Bill rescued her. Normally, he wouldn't even have been outside, but something told him to go out to, to follow her. Fifteen minutes later, she found her waist-deep in mud in a creek, and uh, it's a long story, but she's been through three operations now. Uh, 
she's under uh, she's in the emergency room or she's in the hospital in intensive care right now, and she almost bled out and died this this weekend. But uh, we'll, we'll have her on later this summer to tell us all about it. But uh, just a, a, a moment of prayer and silence uh, for for Rose and for her health going forward. Okay. Uh, R- Rose and Bill Lear out of Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, thanks, everyone. Well, listen, it's always a pleasure to have James Yeager on, but to have Walt Reddy, a blast from the past, a uh, former Ron Paul stalwart supporter with uh, the Tea Party movement going all the way back to Aaron Russo, uh, a true New Englander, uh uh, just one, one, one of the great lights in the freedom movement to be on with James Yeager tonight. Both of you guys have collaborated a lot over the years uh, in great works to get these documentaries out and get these causes of action out. We really appreciate you both coming on tonight to talk about the state of the world and Bill Cosby was just found guilty. And uh, we've got all the release of more of these six months of text messages coming out of Congress right now that just got uh, announced. And, and uh, thankfully, we still have uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump swinging with both hands, and, and Kanye West is coming out. And there's just a lot going on out there. So, James, you ought to be gratified. And Walt, you ought to be yeah. gratified to see what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not yeah. gratified whenever I see another mass shooting, which is what the topic of the movie's about. So. Okay. Well, we know. I know. I know, I know. Like, uh, well, pull pull that all back. We're going to be talking about that with your documentary, Good Guys with well, Guns. But it's uh, great, it's really great to uh, talk to you again, uh, Fred. Uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, you were there in uh, Ames, Iowa, for the Vote and Sunshine crew. Oh uh, yeah. We we made an impact of that in, in that space in that time. Uh, oh, you know, sure did. This ragtag team of 15 to 25, 30 people, including Bob Schultz. Yeah, yeah, Bob Schultz leading the troops. <laughs> leading the troops. And, and we, we filed a lawsuit all in every one of the 50 states. We had three people file in every yeah. one of the 50 states. We, we saw that through four years later. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah really and behind the scenes, establishment up there. And behind the scenes, James has been filming – all of these leading lights of the movement over the years and the, the topic of our of, of, of the state of our world in, in terms of liberty and freedom is our guns owner owning our right to to defend ourselves our, our right to defend ourselves in our private person our private property against what also uh, a government that could come and, and, and attempt to deprive us of both so and, and Walter, you were Walter's been in the last three of the films. Walter, you were in Molon Lob, Midnight Ride, and Mainstream. Yes, yeah, that was great. It was uh, great to be among the really incredible uh, uh, cast you had there assembled. Uh, Edwin Vieira, Ron Paul, and I think uh, was Pappy Cannon and was... He was in he was in all all of all those except the last one. But you also introduced Sheila Matthews to the oh, movie, right. who's an expert on drugs, psych drugs, big pharma, and has able child. So I really thank you for that. Well, Sheila, 
Sheila is a friend of mine and helped me. You know this, James. Sheila helped me with my state Senate race. Uh, Ron Paul endorsed me for state Senate here against an entrenched uh, person senator. And uh, because she voted against, with the Democrat uh, governor uh, for gun control after Sandy Hook. Now, Sheila, I don't know whether you know this or not, her cousin is James Comey. And that's, uh, why, that's why I was going to say, Fred, you should might interview her for your show. She's a wealth of knowledge. On pharmaceutical, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah, and either, either Walter or I could set you up with her if you wanted to interview her. Oh, that would, that would be awesome. And, uh, and she's, in, she's uh, available? Uh, that would uh, be, I uh, think she would uh, be, yeah. I, I well, she'd love it. to talk about Big Pharma and how she lobbies yes. and, and the walrus and how they yes. machinate to keep all this stuff hidden from the public view. Oh, she's like a wealth of knowledge. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, I don't know. My my thing right now is this whole thing that's breaking right now on Hannity of the Stroke Page More text that came out. And, uh, yeah, did they have, that, have they opened up? Have they opened up some salacious new material? Yes, tonight Hannity just said he just got a new batch, and and this is okay. This is, I am really happy to see. I think this this is the deep state, and uh, they're. I think they're got to hold their feet to the fire. I mean, there's some eleven congressmen down there that I think are really like. DeSantis out of Florida and 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 uh, Jim Jordan and a number of them are really, you know, putting their life on the line. I think. I mean, because yeah. these are the oh, yeah. French powers. <clears throat> and this Comey thing tonight on on you know that was just outrageous. I mean, he in that memo that was government property wasn't sure. his uh, classified. And he he stated, you know, I'm not a weasel, I'm not a liar. <laughs> I mean, what, what's that Shakespeare quote? Uh, I think I protest too much. <laughs> every every bit of it, you know, lying. I'm a crook. I believe that was a famous lie too. Someone said, "Dirty I'm not a crook. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a weasel. I'm not a crook. <laughs> I'm not a slime ball. Right, right. Yeah." It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I, I think the whole thing's going to start unravel, and there's so many good people like Sarah Carter and uh, Tom Fitton from uh, what is it, Judicial Watch, and yeah, uh, they're yeah. doing incredible. Uh, oh yeah, and that uh, yeah. uh, Solomon, uh, Sarah Carter's uh, colleague yes. Solomon, John, John Solomon from the yeah. Hill. Yep. A whole group of them, you know. I mean, there's a handful, though. And they're really, they're the only ones really covering this. But well, now I think it's leaking out to the, even CNN and stuff, uh, Hannity was saying. You know, yeah, aim, aim, for, aim for Truth. Well, do you know about American Intelligence Media, Aim, aim for Truth? They're covering uh, all no. of that in detail every day with videos, all the text. And these guys are doing a fantastic job, but they're not as well known as I think they should be. But gosh, I don't know what I'd do without them right now. 
was one of them who put out a, a video um former military uh, well, it's uh, uh, Douglas Gabriel who calls himself Thomas Paine in the ass of a globalist okay. and his wife, Tyla. Um, but anyway, you should check it out. I, I'll get back to you if you want to know okay. the address. Okay. It, I think it, you, you'd really appreciate the material. It's really in-depth. Yeah. Well, I, the way I see it, the, the, these, they've set up a – this is like a banana republic, the way our justice system – I mean, even President Trump this morning on, you know, the morning show said, you know, we don't have a justice system. I, I think they've 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 got them in a bind, and it's so. I think you should fire Rosenstein with good cause. I mean, if the Congress, this is what what I, my opinion, if Congress subpoenas and then indicts and then holds them in contempt of Congress for not turning over these documents or dripping them out. That would give President Trump just cause to fire Rosenstein. And Sessions has already said, well, if you fire Rosenstein, I'm going to resign. Good. Except his resignation. We need someone like Edwin Vieira in there, the attorney general. You know, I mean, someone that is really going to prosecute them. I, that's my opinion. Yeah. Hey, Walt and James, you can both comment. Uh, I, I'm just waiting for Trump or some very high figure in Washington, D.C. to mention the Clinton body count and the influence oh. that has had on, on quashing and, and stalling and preventing yep. and in actually supporting this dual justice system. <clears throat> yeah, and how about all the money behind it, like George Soros, that criminal, sedition and treason, who's funding all these, you know, all Black Lives Matter, all the insurrection or sedition, sure. right? Sure. I mean, he's, he's hell-bent on taking, taking down our... Duly elected president. Well, I think this Kanye thing, James and Walt, is really a lot bigger than we think. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's a cultural, <laughs> that's a cultural, you know, one hundredth monkey effect. I mean, Kanye yeah. came out yeah. in a big way to endorse and and defend this conservative black yep. columnist, and uh, and he got ripped to shreds, and he kept. Standing there, yeah, he did not back I, I, down. I, that's great. So <sighs> anyway, well, but uh, James, uh, get 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 to the topic here. You're good guys with guns. How come you go back and forth? Bad guys with guns, good guys with guns. Is that another <laughs> a title? <laughs> <laughs> we we've been having a lot of problem with the title because okay. we had to re, reposition the project from uh, the first iteration of the project was was kind of being pretty critical of the NRA. Yeah, uh, was introducing the concept of the militia system, and we found out that donors were not responding to that because many of the donors in the gun organizations don't want to criticize the NRA, so we had to back away from that a little bit. They also felt that we covered the militia system quite thoroughly in Molon Lobby and Midnight Ride, so they didn't want to 
make another film with that. Sure. So Edwin and I, we, we put the first script together again, and we basically had to put that on the shelf. And we wrote okay. this new script, which is focusing on the mass shootings and the mass atrocities. And we're basically okay. comparing the the shooters in a school as a microcosm of a group of people running a government and the population as a macrocosm. And so if you realize the Second Amendment addresses both of these, individual right to care, keep and bear and the community right to keep and bear through the militia are both perfect remedies for the microcosm and the macrocosm of our country's problems. So let's take good guys with guns and use that as a metaphor for the militia of the several states, show how it works, how we can clean up some of these school shootings and mass atrocities, and that will help the public understand the overall concept of the militia system. So that's what the movie's about. And this latest shooting, uh, there was a good guy without a gun. <laughs> well, that's, that's that. the situation. We, have, we, we, we changed the title of the movie again tonight, and I think yeah. we have a final title, and I'll announce it for the first time on your show, if I may. Go ahead. And it's called Good Guys with Guns, How an Armed Citizenry Deters Tyranny and Atrocities. Ooh, that's good. Nice. And the reason we feel this is good, a good title is because, number one, we don't use the word glo- globalist in there. We use that in the old one. Yeah. It doesn't have these horrible negative words in it like mass shooting. Yeah. That's just yeah. too negative. And the reason we abandoned bad guys with guns is – that was yeah. funny for a day, and we all laughed at it. But then when you get right yeah. down to it, bad guys, it's kind of a negative title. So right. we wanted to also encompass the idea of tyranny and atrocities. And since there's truck drivers driving over people and bombs, yeah. and they're, you know these things are happening all over, not only in schools, we wanted to broaden it to the general idea of atrocities and get rid of the word mass shootings, which is a more narrow yeah. focus. Yeah. So really, the, the militia and, and a well-armed citizenry Deteres all of these things from microcosm to the macrocosm. Amazing, amazing. So that's the rationale behind the title. Well, you started the committees of safety many, many years ago. Great concept. It it really uh, sends shivers down the the spine of the deep state at the time, because uh, combined with oath keepers, that concept of of because it did it did start to spread. uh, Across the country, uh, there was there was a vibe, there was an energy, there was some talk, there was chatter uh, about well, the committees. Right. Well, the the we started it back when when I met Edwin about well, it, it was probably uh, over twelve years ago um, mm-hmm. up in New Hampshire. Um, he came out with his first book on Second Amendment. Um, mm-hmm. Constitutional Homeland Security, and you know, I was I was communicating a lot with him. And after the election, Ron Paul election in 2008, we decided to have well, Ron Paul. We had a informal Tea Party at Faneuil Hall in 2007, but yeah. um, the theme was to elect president uh, president. Uh, Ron Paul as president. And the next year, we got the Communities of Safety um, sponsored it, and we it was all made up of Ron Paul people, but okay. we we had a Daniel Hall the next year, and Michael Nystrom 
from uh, Boston area. He did a beautiful poster. It was December 14, 2008. Uh, and the theme was Restore Sound Money. And uh, Edwin gave an incredible speech. There were a number of people that did, but Edwin's really stood out. Rand Paul was there uh, as a... He wasn't senator. It was two years before he became senator. Wow, but that's pretty big. He was speaking yeah. there. Don McManus from JBS. Uh, there were a number of great speakers, and it was. Part, but Edwin's speech, what he focused on both the person and the sword, and really was one of his best, I think. And, and I might and, add that Walter Walter had uh, Rand Paul featured. He had Dr. Vieira. He had Catherine Albrecht. He had John McManus. Featured on this poster, Pastor Garrett Lear, Lynn Landis, uh, and and I. Walter's kind of kind of modest, but it, he really and his group started the Tea Party, because it says it said right there, Boston Tea Party, December fourteenth, Sunday, two thousand and eight, and so yeah. he he really got he really started the Tea Party, you guys, but never got the credit because the mainstream media kind of co-opted it. Well, they co-opted it to neocons, <laughs> you know. Uh, three months later, it was uh, who was it? Um, the one out in um, Chicago trading for yeah, uh, the trading Rick guy. What was his Kelly. name? Uh, Rick uh, what? Kelly. Rick Santelli. Yeah, he went. Rick Santelli. Yeah, yeah. I that was three that. months later. Now we yeah. live broadcast right. that thing from Boston that day around the country. We had we had a live broadcast video. I mean, it was. State of the art then, uh, but so that that was almost ten years ago. Um, and I might I might add that Walter is good friends with Larry Kudlow. So Walter, I bet well, you're pretty pleased about Kudlow getting into oh, the, yeah, the cabinet. Yeah, I saw him just before he went to, down to get sworn in, and I wished him well. <laughs> so and, Walter, but, when, when are you going to get me a job with Kudlow? Are we yeah, friends? Yeah, yeah, well, we all want to join Kudlow. We want to jump on. What do you think? Is it in the White House, Walter? I mean, I, uh, I've known Larry for call Larry. Tell him we want to join. I've known him for 20 years. And Walter does Rand Paul. Come on, Walter. We need we need some jobs in the White House, all of us, right, Dee? Let me tell you about this yeah, story about the Tea Party thing. Now, this is coming up on the 2010 election, and Rand Paul was running for Senate. And and so Larry tells me, oh, I've got I've got Rick Santelli, the founder of the Tea Party, coming on my show. <laughs> Uh, and I said, Larry, you didn't start the tea party. I said it was it was a group of us like Rand Paul and Edward Vieira and myself. Yeah. That, and, and I showed him the poster. You know, I have a, a beautiful box in here. This is for you. And so the next week he says, oh, I'll have Rand on too. Now Rand was it wasn't elected yet, you know. And so he introduced. He didn't introduce Rick Santelli as the founder of the Tea Party. He said, Rand Paul, one of the founders of the Tea Party. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So I got to kick out of that. And, and Rand used that poster in the front of his book that he, he wrote, Tea Party Goes to Washington. It was pretty amazing. But, you know, what, what is amazing is you have John McManus involved in that. Walter. Oh yeah, John gave I, a great speech. Oh, 
he's incredible. You know, I interviewed him for Spoiler, and he's also in um, Mainstream or Molon Labe in Mainstream, talking yeah. about the New World Order. Nobody talks about the New World Order like John McManus. He's been at it so long. <laughs> they they really pioneered the way for all of us. Yeah, so many ways. Man, talk about getting hit from the other. You know the the, the establishment. Yeah, they hated that. Yeah, back in they, the, they hit him hard back then. And, and also Gary Allen, he was one of the original yeah. pioneers. Remember with his book, oh, yeah. Dare Call It Conspiracy. And then you've got, right. you know, of course, uh, Carol Quigley, who was like an early Edwin Vieira. <laughs> but then I mean, you've got Edwin Vieira now with Sword and Sovereignty and Bacteria on Necessity, the, the absolute final word on the, on the Second Amendment and the militia system. Nobody has been able to challenge these two books. They're terrified no. because we're all out here, you know, talking about this stuff, making movies, writing books, you know, radio shows. And it's pretty soon, it's only a matter of time before the public starts to really get it. James, just I'm hopeful. If, if they really follow the Constitution and, and what Edwin has really documented, you know, on the Second Amendment, not just the Second Amendment, but the original Constitution. You know, the the purpose of the militia is to, uh, re, you know, repel invasion, suppress insurrection, yeah. and uphold the law. I mean, we have an invasion going on on the southern border. Absolutely. I mean, we have, yeah, I mean. Absolutely. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. They all they put that together, you know. To repel an invasion, you know, not it's as clear as it can be. Article one, section eight, clause fifteen. It's right there. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, we, we it's it's this deep state, it's this globalist agenda. Um, thank God Trump's in there and at least shaking things up, getting rid of, you know, reviewing NAFTA, getting rid of TPP. You know, getting the middle class working, get you know, yeah. putting these tariffs on. You know, uh, Pat Buchanan was advocating tariffs a long time ago in his book Suicide yeah. of the Superpower. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really, all of us here on this show are pretty much three to five years ahead of the curve. But it is rewarding to see a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff that we have in the movies and that you talked about over the years, Walter, and you, Fred. I know you and I go back to 2005. It started to come out. I'm actually hearing yep. on television the word, the term globalist more and more. Yep. And before Absolutely. that, you never heard that coming out of anyone's mouth except for Alex Jones and, and John McManus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But have you guys ever heard any major news outlet, including Fox, mention the Clinton body count? That's what's strange. No, they never talk about <laughs> any of that stuff. I they never talk it. about fiat currency. They never talk about the gold standard. They never talk about yeah. Clinton's body count. They never well, talk about who really runs the mainstream media. Well, when they never talk about is, big pharma either. Big pharma, me, you know, big pharma. like psychotropic drugs. Let me tell you a little interesting fact. I mean, during the 2008 uh, presidential election, Larry Kudlow had that Kudlow and Company, and they were discarding Ron Paul, you know, putting him on the side, he's friends, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Nobody was interviewing him, right? So I called Larry up. I said, Larry, you got to have this guy on. 
the one of the candidates, he's the best one there. He goes, who's that? I go, Ron Paul. So he said, oh, okay, I'll have him on after one of the debates. He had him on. He starts talking uh, Australian school economics with Ron, and Ron's like, demon. You know? <laughs> he's like, yeah, the fiat versus Austrian school. And Cudlow, he got, Cudlow, he said, Cudlow was talking about that? Larry Cudlow was on CNBC. And Ron Paul as his guest with Ron Paul as the guest. Yeah. Yes. And it was I mean so powerful. I I think he got a lot of a lot of trouble for doing that. He was not Yeah, yeah, he lost the show (laughs) not long after that. Blah blah blah. Oh Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Because Ron was talking about the gold and, you know, we need constitutional money, sound money. And, you know, it's, it's well, you know, Pat Buchanan got kicked off of uh, MSNBC. Yeah. I, of course, was watching him every day on that show and wondering, when is he going to get kicked off? <laughs> I'm amazed that he lasted as long as he did. I mean, just think about it. Pat Buchanan on MSNBC, how crazy is that? <laughs> And you guys listen to, you know, Rush Limbaugh. You've got uh, Dennis Prager. You've got Mark Levin. You've got uh, Ben Shapiro. I mean, there's so many names out there that are hammering away. Hannity, Hannity, Hannity everywhere. Yeah, Fred, what do you think about Mark Levin and his new show, Liberty, Levin, and Life, or whatever it is? What do you think of that new show? I listen listen to him on the radio, so I don't don't see him on, on TV. What do you think, Walter? Have you seen his Mark uh, Levin's new show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, on Fox News? Uh, yeah, I saw it one time. I mean, I he's really bright, and I, I I like some of the stuff he's really hitting on. You know, the whole deep state. I mean, when he was on Hannity too, uh, but Hannity's like a dog with a bone. You know, he won't let go of this. It's such, they're, they're trying. I know. I don't really. He continues on now. every they're, night. I just look at him. When you know the lawyer, yeah, he's a, yeah. They're trying to take him down, but he's got the highest ratings of any of the cable right now. But you know, um, Tucker and Laura Ingram are doing a great job. I'm telling you, I watched them. Oh, I love their Tucker's work. Tucker's great. Tucker's great. Yeah. Laura's great. Yeah, they're yeah. both doing a great job. They really, especially Laura. She's really got come into her stride. And uh, Tucker, of course, is just like a ravaging dog. You just do not mess with him. <laughs> yeah, Once he gets his jaws surprised. on your foot, it's like God. Right, Dee Dee? Yeah, I was surprised to see Trump interviewed for Even almost a half an hour. Even Rose's foot hurting. If she, oh, Tucker got morning, all of it, Dee Dee? This morning, Dee Dee? This morning, Dee Dee? Yeah, he was right. on there. Well, I watched it this afternoon when I got home, but he did it. He wasn't going to back down It was down a phone interview. He called in on the phone. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. called in on the phone yeah. and talked to them, and, and did he, yeah. they couldn't stop him. He was just exposing all this stuff, you know. Oh, Carter God. Page and, I know. He just, I love the way he just does not – they didn't even know really what to do with it, although they were getting yeah. their questions in there. Yeah. He said, you could – you guys are pretty good to me. You're, you're not you're not excellent, but you're pretty good to me. <laughs> he said, at least well, you do a fair like, job of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And what does anyone here think of the conviction of uh, America's dad? Uh, I could never stand him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I, know what? You know, I never could either, D.D. I always felt there was something kind of oily about him, even though oh, he was a good comic and all that stuff. Mm. There's just always something about him that was a little bit seedy or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something disingenuous. I never even thought he was funny. <laughs> Shows you how jaded I was. <laughs> this is big news. This is like a big win. Oh, yeah, it's huge. For women that are sick and tired of being harassed by people like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, bloody Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, Walter. Now, now Harvey's got to be in the sights next. I want to see him do some time. <laughs> uh, you know what? Right now, I think we're at a turning point. A turning point. And... Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah. we're all here. Oh, okay, my phone just went weird. My phone um, dropped out too a while ago. Yeah, the, the thing is, I, I think we're right at the precipice of really, we're either going to convict these, prosecute them, these, these, and it's a whole cabal of them, and yeah. we've got them on the ropes right now, I think. We really do. Or we're going to go, they're going to win. You know, no, I mean, no, it's, no. That's, well, that's, why, that's why Weinstein, you know, Weinstein is a real ringleader. He's like, yeah, but, you know, he's right up there with Cosby. There's a lot of issues, but this thing right now with the whole, the Clintons, the, the I mean, it goes right to Obama. Obama, I believe that's going to come out. He was, Comey met with Obama. Just before the uh, Trump was sworn in in January, he didn't disclose that. Okay, uh, they're getting all of these these memos and transcripts, and they, they that's why they don't want to turn them over. It's going to indict them all. I think. Oh yeah. Uh, well, it's a mass purging, right, Walter? Yeah, they're they getting, have to do it. We're going to be free and, and uh, a just system again instead of this two-tier justice system. I think that's yeah. a, the, the distraction of the sexual stuff. You know, yeah, it's bad and all that, but that's secondary compared to this right now, I think. My opinion. Yeah, it all relates. It all relates to justice, whether it's being served by the – whether the elite gets the same justice as we the people and apparently – we the people and the way they treat the guns is that they all want guns for themselves and justice for themselves, but none for everyone else. Well, you know, I'm glad to see that Trump's got a friend of his down there that I'm hoping he'll help uh, Giuliani. The only thing I, yeah, that's a, that was a good move. I think on his part it was, it was, but you know, he's got some stuff, uh, you know, he was there during the 9-11. You know, he knows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. He knows. They he must know what's that. going on. You know, this is what, you know, they'll use that. You know, well, you're part of that, too, you know, or try to block that. I, I had a long talk with Edwin before, oh, last week, and I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to get him down there to Washington, you know, I can get, get an audience there my friend or whatever, you know, but, uh, we, we kind of, I think they've got him, president Trump in a real spot. Like he's, he's, he's 
He doesn't. I don't think he knows. He's, I'm not sure. The way Edwin described it is like he's like a bear caught in his with his, in a, a trap, you know, and they're they're. They're they're going to try to nail him with something, but Giuliani might be able to, you know, get him out of that. So you're saying, Walter, what I hear you saying is because Giuliani was around in 9-11, he knows a lot of dirt on the deep state that he can use to neutralize their their, blackmail him, too. He can nail them if they don't lay off a Trump. Is that what you're saying? Uh, Yeah, but he also conflicts it because... Do you remember that interview? One of us, uh, it was, it was, uh, they caught him on, on film. I mean, he, he knows what happened. He definitely was conflicted. You know, that cover up. I mean, uh, so what do we, what do we think happened at 9 11 nowadays? What, what do we think? Uh, anyone or no, what happened? Uh, I, mean, I don't know what happened. All I know is there's a lot of questions. <laughs> well, well, those, those, that building seven didn't fall by itself. Okay. Well, we've got building what seven. Is, we've got thermo nanothermite all over the place. We've got you know yeah. uh, only one frame of a plane, so-called pl- plane, flying into the Pentagon. Which we've got you know, the elevators are run by the Bush family. Security. There's no plane in Shanksville. No plane in Shanksville. They they, they moved the steel back out to China before anyone could look at it. We got a lot of questions. Well, there is uh, an important thing just happened April 10th. Yeah. And that is the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. Uh, That that, uh, group of lawyers, they have uh, submitted the petitions to the Justice Department Yep. And they're requesting a grand jury to be seated because all the evidence is there, uh, the forensic reports and everything that really we got to clean the justice down by fire. Go we to, have to go to L C F O R nine eleven dot org. And that's going to bring in everything that's going on, considering that April press conference. 3,000 media was notified of the press conference. Nobody showed up. Really? Wow. Not one of them. The only one that showed up was the newspaper, the, the community newspaper down in that area. Which they were already where, doing, you know. Where uh, was this? Articles. Hmm? Where, New York, what area? New York City. Oh, New York City. They were, y- yeah, they were there on the, um, I guess, the steps of, I think it was in New York. Yeah, it was New York City. So, you know, one of the questions. Too, there's, you can probably, if you look up the April 10th, um, press release, 9-11 press release, there's a video of the outside of that building and the lawyer talks about what they had just submitted. Yeah, you know, T.D., talking about investigations, one of the questions we're going to be oh, addressing that was, that is... Was Betty Smith, that was Betty Smith speaking. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, that's uh, Betty, a one of the things, one of the questions we're going to be addressing in Good Guys with Guns is the idea that back in 64, whenever it was, one guy is shot driving in a car through Delaney Plaza, and the United States launches a huge investigation called the Warren Report. Yet, mm-hmm. yet, yet for the last 200 years, we've had hundreds and hundreds of mass shootings, and we've had truck people run over trucks and all kinds of terrorism. But is there any concerted? investigation of these mass shootings, it just seems to me that they're being used to further the globalist agenda, to turn us into more of a police state, to justify the increase in the military presence everywhere. So, I mean, where's where's the Warren Report type investigation? Into there's these mass never shootings? any follow-up on these. There's never any there's follow-up. There's never follow-up. Exposure. And it's, isn't it interesting how it all they know the name of the, guy, the shooter, the perpetrator, almost five minutes after it happened? Yep. And then, then well, there's never anything. And and the pharmaceutical companies, you know, Sheila Matthews is really on top of this. They basically don't tell anybody what drugs anyone was on. We did extensive research for this movie that we're working on. We went climbed all over the libraries and the Internet to find out what drugs these shooters are on. And most of them are on. But you know what? You can't go to any one data source to get any of this information because it's scattered all over the Internet and there's all kinds of different conflicting data about mass shooters, who shot, and so on. You have to go through the whole thing, and you have to kind of weed it out. So yeah, it's really a big opposition on the part of the big farm and the government and the networks. The important thing I, I think you've got to um, know and realize that uh, these group of lawyers uh, have already said that uh, – if the they can't get a, a a seated jury by this step, they are going to go by the constitutional grand jury. So you know what that means. What's the constitutional grand jury? It's our common Walter, law you're grand the, jury. Pardon me. Common law. I common I got law. a D in history. <laughs> well, I look. I think. If we right now we don't have, well, I mean, we have Sessions and Rosenstein in there, and they're not going to. You know, that's not going to happen. It's going to be very interesting to see how how they're going to kind of manipulate around this whole thing. Now, the thing is, is the NIST report. They they eventually will be asking for the. NIST report to be corrected because the forensic study has shown and there's plans that they have mm-hmm. that there was some sort of a thing on the end of some these steel columns. I don't understand all this stuff. But the, when the NIST did their model study, they left that out. Mm-hmm. And, right. And I interviewed Richard Gage for my last movie, Mainstream. And uh, uh-huh. you familiar with Richard Gage? Oh, very yeah. well. Yeah, architect um, for 9-11 Truth, yeah. Yeah, Richard has got hair-raising questions and observations, and he's got 5,000 architects and engineers that are basically supporting his research and the thesis that um, those buildings could never have come down. I mean, like they came down to acceleration of gravity, 32 feet per second per second. How does that happen? Unless you have a controlled demolition. Well, well not the only that. Thing, they had, they had they a script in, in England. Do you remember the British um, news? 
And in the background, the, the building hadn't even collapsed yet. Yeah, the lady's talking about it before it came down. Script. Yeah, they right. were ahead of the script, and the girl turned around and goes, or it's about to come down. Now, well, uh, Richard Gage with A&E, uh, just here, it was a couple of days after the press release mm-hmm. that they have, they are teamed up with the Lawyers Committee. So yeah, our, well, big, our big thing right now is trying to get this out to the public because we can't, and we're starting to work, trying to work, start and work, working through uh, alternate media. But you know, that, everybody can pass this on to other people. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, look at what Congress, uh, eleven. You know, I it reminded me of like the fifty-six men that signed that. Declaration of Independence. Those eleven congressmen that signed referred for criminal criminal referral from them. Yeah. On Hillary, yeah. on on yep. the whole group of them. And they were that. And yet, you know, and look at what they're going through to try to get from the Justice Department these documents. And they're stonewalling. Can you imagine what private citizens I mean, it's just we have to we have to clean house down there. Hey, hey Steve, go ahead. <laughs> but I yep. want to make sure Steve tells you something. Yeah, Betty, uh, Luana's up to uh, eighty-nine votes on her petition. She only needs eleven more. It's ninety now, Steve. I just signed it. <laughs> you just signed it, okay? Up to ninety, so ten more votes. Steve, tell tell them. What happened there in Charlotte? Yeah, it uh, hit national news. Um, there's a city councilman. Her name is uh, Lawana. She is a elected Alana. Alana, excuse me, Lawana Mayfield. She is an elected city council member. In other words, she is a lawmaker here in Charlotte, North Carolina. She had on her Facebook page that she believes in 9/11 truth. And as a result, the city, the county, the state of North Carolina is all demanding that she immediately resign. And Jim Pompasano's on with us too. He and I have talked about this. This made the newspaper front page story, and uh, they're doing their damnedest to get her to resign. So uh, there's a petition out right now, support her, and uh, she only needs 10 more votes, which I voted about two hours ago when Betty sent me the petition. Jim, it's in your uh, it, is in your inbox right now if you want to sign that petition. But uh, this is very serious. This is a, a, an elected member that simply put that on her Facebook about 9-11. Not that she was saying anything directly to anybody, but just on her Facebook post, and uh, they're asking her to resign over it. So it's just unbelievable. But uh, this is pretty yeah. serious. And uh, the media there is not being fair. Oh no, no, they're very, they're very um, stacked against her, stacked the deck. And and by the way, uh, Walter Reddy, it's good to talk to you again, my friend. I was, I was telling Dee Dee, I said I still got you on my cell phone with your your cell phone number. You and I used to talk long times during the daytime hours. You know, me Who is here? Who is here? Steve Harris in Charlotte, AU Network. Steve Harris, sorry, Steve. Yeah, yeah, you remember? I don't know if you have my new, my new number. Yeah, that was probably an old movie. Yeah, I know. I know. 
We've got your email as Walter already at yahoo.com. I'm sure that email is old as the hills. Don't work That's anymore. The world. That's the world. <laughs> I tried, we both tried to send you something, and it bounced, of course. Oh. We were laughing. <laughs> well, Jim, I talked to Jim last week. Jim Palmazano, or is he on? What are I you just... doing, Mr. Reddy? Jim, I, I love did you. watch your, that video you sent me. If you want to, like, you know, it was powerful, and it it it, it segues a lot of what the Congress is doing. A few of the yep. congressmen done it, right? Yeah, Fred. Fred, did you it's did it. you watch it? I think I sent it to you and Steve, and maybe Dee Dee. Um, it's the one on the second lieutenant, Scott Bennett. I'm going to have to look at that, Jim. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down oh, right gosh. now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You'll, fall out, you'll fall out of your chair with the accusations that this guy has made. Um, it's and even more. Yeah. It adds more to what the Congress, you know, when he was, where was he, over in Switzerland or something? Oh, it was the it was uh, it was uh, Union Bank of Switzerland. Yeah, uh, this, this guy this guy was a counter counter terror. He was he was army counter terrorism um, psyop, and uh, he's got all the info on Obama and Hillary and all uh, Mueller. I think Tony was in on UBS too. Well, and uh, and, and uh, 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 what was the law firm name? Um, Covington and um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, oh, is this a forty-nine minute forty-nine minute video? Is that the one? yes, yes, okay. and it is brutal. It's brutal. In fact, Fred, uh, yesterday, me. Fred, send me that. I got. Link. I'll send you. I'll send it to you right now, Betty. Send it to me. Well, let, let me tell you. Okay. Let me let me tell you what I did with that. I I sent it to both of my senators. I sent it to my congressman. I sent it to all my state senators and my and reps. And then I sent it. I filed a I filed a uh, notice to the FBI on the FBI's website because a lot of these guys down in the lower branches they don't know about this stuff. He was saying that nine eleven was. It was done. It was the the Mossad and CIA, and we know it was a lot of Saudi money was behind it too, right, Jim? And that, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't remember that part of it. But I do uh, remember but, it. He, he covers it a what, lot. This thing is brutal. It, and he was working it, with count, counterintelligence with the military. I mean, he had the documented, very factual. Yeah, who, basically. Who is that? Who is that? Your, what's his name? It's, uh, it's Second Lieutenant Scott Bennett, and it's on YouTube still, which I'm surprised. But it's it's called. I put it on my called, Facebook. I put it yeah, on it's my called. Facebook. It's called Memo to President: Colon Shell Game Terrorist Financing and. Michael Cohen investigation. He talked to Michael Cohen's um, secretary, 
before this whole thing broke with but, Michael Well, Bowman. before the debate. Yeah, it was before, before Trump was going on a debate. Because, yeah. uh, because this guy had already, he had already given this information to most of the people that were going to be on the d- debate stage with Trump. And he was, he was telling Trump, and he was telling Cohen's assistant to get this to Trump because he could, he could call this thing out and say, you guys have known about this for years. I just got it. And you guys haven't done anything. It's It's brutal. Well, um, uh, Edwin did watch that, Walter. Uh Edwin Edwin Vieira did watch it. What was his take on it? Well, he watched it, and his response to me was, well, um, Flynn and um, who's the other guy, Mattis? He said, you know, they were... were, uh, uh, fired by Obama, but now they're back in. Well, or they were back in. I think Mattis is still in, not Flynn, but he's going. So what's going on with them? And I'm like, well, you know, that's a good question. But from what I've heard is that there are already efforts to get Flynn exonerated because his attorneys were this. Covington and Berlin law firm, <laughs> and uh, and so they're saying uh, 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 lack of counsel or whatever they call it, and um, uh, that uh, the truth uh, that he was basically lied to his, by his own attorneys from Covington and Burling. Oh, they trapped. And him. oh, I, yeah, I mean. It, this is so heavy. Are you guys following uh, American intelligence media at all? Because I was just mentioning that to them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, let me tell you, I, I was listening to David Hawkins today, um, and uh, he, was, uh, he was being – well, maybe it was yesterday's deal, but it was, uh, he was being interviewed by, by uh, Project Camelot. And, and he was talking about 911, and he says, he says, all you have to do is look at the videos, and he says, you see these big girders that are mm-hmm. flying out and mm-hmm. getting stuck in, in other in buildings. And he goes, he says, that doesn't happen by a collapse. That happens by an explosion. That's right. Hey, I'm getting a call from Arlington, Virginia, so I might be in trouble. <laughs> One of the best movies in that one. I don't know whether I told you this, Jim, but back when that happened, I, I was involved with the, the local group from New York of the 9-11 uh, group down there. And we, uh, I, I got a chance to meet the last survivor in that North Tower. He was the head janitor, and he, when the firemen got there on the North Tower, he had the keys. The first explosion, he said, well, he was in sub-basement, like second level or something. It knocked him up in the air. It came from below. They took out the central column. Then the plane hit the top. 
They didn't have it synchronized perfectly. He start and there was there was a guy down down below in the lower level that had his skin ripped, I mean, burnt off. I mean, from the explosion. And he then took the fireman up the stairwell. He had to unlock these doors to go up, and there were explosions going off on the floor. He, he managed to get out. The last one to get out jumped under a fire truck in the built when the building was coming down, and they dug him out later and survived and all that. But it was definitely well well planned out. They had been wiring that building for months ahead of time, controlled demolition like that, and it was. Uh, you, you remember Fixer? No, uh, he was one of the guys that was um, leaving that. Huh? Long time ago. He was. Well, anyway. Hey, uh, hey Fred. Yeah. Uh, that call was from a guy named Chauncey Robinson. And he was checking on Edwin Crosby. Uh, oh, really? Wow. Edwin, well, Edwin had given him my phone number um, in case of an emergency or if he disappeared or whatever. Yeah. And Edwin, and Edwin just went back to the nursing home. So, but uh, Chauncey Robinson, I've never, I don't know the guy, but um, I guess Edwin was covering his tail just in case something happened to him. So that's what that call was about. Well, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's everybody's starting to cover each other's butt. Yeah, let's circle back to the James and, and the movie and kind of put a put a bow, bow tie around this. James, uh, the new script, the new title to the movie, the whole intent is to uh, put a more positive uh, spin on this, but at the same time shine a light on these catastrophes uh, and these mass shootings at the same time that are happening. Yes, right? exactly. It's to, it's to demonstrate the militia, the concept of self-defense in the arena of these shootings. If we had self-defense rather than police that arrived an average of 11 minutes yeah. after the incident, when the incident's only five minutes long on average, 70% of the time, right. we would have we would be able to stem these atrocities. So by discussing the concept of good guys with guns, which is what Wayne LaPierre of the NRA has originated, we're basically using that as a metaphor for the militia system that was established by the founders and that we used in this country for 300 years. Oh, water be better. Well, you know, James. Hey, James. Um, are you pro James? Yes. James? Uh, I can hear you. James? Yes. Well, um, you know, you are aware of the, I think the president had, after the Florida shooting, I thought he had the most practical solution. One of the things is the teachers or school administrators that are qualified and, and want to 
defend their life and the children's lives, should be allowed to carry concealed carry in the Absolutely. And we, yeah. we're going to go into that and in that, the movie, and in fact, that's going to be one of the suggestions the in the movie, that the teachers carry concealed carry on rotating well, duty rosters. Well, quote the president, because that is very powerful, what he was yeah. suggesting. And, you know, those gun grabbers, the man, they did not want to hear that, you know? No. Well, there's a lot well, of common sense solutions to these problems. They could, they could make the doors foot resistance. They could arm uh, the teachers and various administrative personnel. Yeah. Um, they got to get rid of the gun-free zones because these are mass shooting zones. We're even going to say advocate that any parent has had a child shot in a school really should be absolved from their property taxes for anywhere from one to ten years. Well, hey, James. Why do I have to pay my school tax when my kid was massacred in school, in a government-sanctioned or government-funded school? Why do I pay my property tax? Well, you wouldn't have to force the teachers to carry. You wouldn't. The te- the kids would no, know which teacher is armed, so that the bad guys w- won't know either who is armed. And that's it. Yeah, Walter, if you if you, if if you if your listing audience goes to the website uh, Good Guys with Guns, and there's a hyphen in between good and guys, goodguyswithguns.us, I invite everybody here to watch the the 30th draft of the script. It's, it's yeah. on the site. And okay. you go to goodguys.us, especially you, Walter, because I, I don't want to interview you for this movie if you want to be in it. Yeah. And uh, the, the script's there. We go into... We put the script out to the Oath Keepers membership, and we had hundreds of people write in with suggestions on how to handle these shootings. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we tabulated them and put them all in the script. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what you just suggested is in the script. It would be a voluntary basis. It would be teachers and administrators. The, the, the shooters would not necessarily know who was on duty. And there's a lot of things that could be done. So um, that's in the script. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to afford, you know, they're going, oh, I don't want to care. Well, then don't. But the ones, there are some that want to protect themselves and the children that they're responsible for. Absolutely. You know, right? There's many teachers and school administrators that are all ex-military. They would love well, to do that. Good. Yeah, and they're qualified, you know, and yeah. they're doing it in some states. I know Texas, some of the county school um, board there are are already doing this. You know, that, we have right? Steve Willisford. Uh, Steve Willisford lined up for this movie. He's the good guy with the gun that came running after the Texas Baptist shooting. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we have uh, we we're inter- as we talk right now. We're interviewing Ed Griffin in California. Started his interview at three o'clock Pacific, so that'll be three, four, five, six. Well, it finished probably about seven. Tonight, but oh, wow. we're right now. Awesome. Uh, we're going to interview. Um, we're, my cameramen are interviewing Ed Griffin right now in California. We have David Kopax lined up. We have Elias Alias, Jeanette Finnicum, Larry Pratt is on board. Representative okay. Cynthia McKinney is on board. Stephen Cates, radio host Stephen Case, Stephen Willisford, as I mentioned, Stuart Rhodes on board. And Walter, you're saying you'd like to be interviewed. You're you're invited. We'd like to get Chris Cox, 
of the NRA in this movie. If anyone can help us with any of these people, we'd like to get Chris Cox. Uh, we'd like to get um, – we may have Ron Paul and Pat Buchanan, but they haven't confirmed or, or not confirmed. We'd like to get David Clark, Sheriff David Clark. Sheriff Mack will probably be in the movie because he's an Oath Keeper. We'd like to get right. Ted Nugent of the NRA, if anyone knows him. We'd love to get Vincent Vaughn and Wayne LaPierre, and most of all, Waller. We want to get Larry Kudlow into the movie. <laughs> your next door neighbor, Waller. I come up to your house with the cabra crew. We're going to go storm. We're going to, you and me are going to go storm Larry's house. And we're going to put him on the movie, okay? Hey, James. Yeah. James. Yeah, this is Jim Palmasano. Hey, um, do you follow uh, Phil McConnell at all? No. Okay. Who, who is um, this? I, okay, Phil McConnell. He's a former Marine um, pilot, and uh, he's uh, he, he's got a uh, his website is able danger a b e l danger dot org. And yes. he is, you can get, uh, he might not be somebody to interview. Uh, that would be up to you because he he knows his stuff back and forth. This guy's incredible. But he has got information. I was listening to his partner, David Hawkins, Hawkins the other day. And he said that, I, 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 I don't know why it was, a, I, it was, he said it was a CDC that came out and, they they had put together that there were like four times as many uses of a gun for defense in the right. state than there and and it, and this information has been suppressed. But the, I, I need but, to find I need to find a psychiatrist that will interview for the film. Does anybody know any MD psychiatrist? I need to find the hospital administrators. I need to find weapons weapons experts that know all about bulletproof doors, how to harden schools, how to how to bulletproof the walls, how to put peepholes in the thing so you can see if anyone's coming at you, and lock cabinets and all that uh, uh, metal detectors. Although one thing, uh, Fred, I want to I want to I want to underline underscore this. We're not going to advocate metal detectors in this movie. Can anybody figure out why? No. You, don't want to metal got, no, you don't want to know because, who's got the gun. Because that's right. Because the people that have the gun are – we're not advocating gun-free zones. We're ad, advocating good guy zones. Okay. So a metal detector, that's, 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 what the, that's what the established elite, the swamp uses – they put metal detectors everywhere to make sure that they can create gun-free zones everywhere. That's yep. not the solution. The solution is to arm the teachers, arm the uh, administrative people, put some armed guards inside the school, and not let the perpetrators know who the heck is armed. So they're going to have to factor that. We need to have, we need to have gun sanctuary schools. Metal detectors is a solution that the globalists and the elite wanting to take away our guns advocate. Good guys with concealed carry is a solution that we, the people, and the founders advocate. That's the difference. So the James, word metal detector James, isn't in the movie. James, I, I would <laughs> yeah. suggest that, I mean, there's already a pilot program, and I think they've been, they haven't, 
they've been really successful with this model in some of the schools. I know Texas, there may be other states that have adopted that, where they trained and armed school teachers and Yeah, we could interview some of those people. Those are the best yeah, people I'd like to interview. It's a positive thing where it's really working, and they're not having, yeah. you know. But it, this is Al Jordan. Even if you ha- had metal detectors, I can still get a gun into a school. I can walk sure. right through it. Plastic. Yeah, you you, you see these guys walking through with plastic or printed guns. There's also the right. issue of these people yeah. running over everyone's trucks, okay? I was thinking about this truck, latest truck massacre the other day and thinking to myself, how could good guys with guns actually stop that? Well, if a whole lot of people out in public, random individuals, are concealed carrying, isn't it foreseeable that if somebody hears a van plowing down the freaking sidewalk, that you could at least take a shot at the driver? Sure. Yeah. At least you have a, a hope a trained individuals, if we had trained individuals peppered around our society, at least there'd be hope well, that you could see and stop stuff like that. Anybody have any comments about it? Did it? Wasn't it the one, the mayor, the mayor of London that, you know, they 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 banned all guns in in you know London or wherever, and then there's been a rash of uh, stabbings, knives. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Now there's people now can't get knives. I think they outlawed so, so, knives. They, they have a new part to the Second Amendment, which they put, they're putting in the place. The left, is, it's called the Second Amendment, part two, 2A, and it's a well-regulated, which means necessary security of state, the right of the people to keep and bear trucks shall not be infringed. <laughs> Baseball bats and everything else. <laughs> and then, then we've got, you know, the right of the people to keep and bear bombs shall not be infringed. The right of the people to keep and bear knives shall not be infringed. The reason, you know, we've got to really get on this. Yeah. Right. But don't you think there's a lot of false flags out there? The government's behind a lot of these disasters. That's in essence what the movie's about. We're asking the question: Why is there no Warren Commission type study and yeah. investigation of these mass shootings and mass killings all over the not only the United States but all over the planet Earth? This is a global attack by the globalists that are trying to create a dangerous environment. So that they can create a job for them to militarize the planet and put in a, you know, a one-world artificial intelligent dictator or something like that. How is that? So is it's, that all, a, it's all a, playing a, into the into the game of the the globalist agenda. I was at a, at a at a at a blockchain cryptocurrency seminar in Arlington, Virginia, yesterday all day, right? And we had lots mm-hmm. of people from the IRS, SEC, etc., and they're asking all of us how to regulate, because they couldn't figure out how to regulate cryptocurrency any place in the world. Well, that's the whole point behind cryptocurrency. We don't want it regulated. It regulates itself. I understand. (laughs) And it was put on on by venture capitalists. The place was in stitches, laughing their butts off. You know, here we are in the belly of the beach in Arlington, Virginia, and this is the seminar at Marymount University, and it was sponsored by the the Arlington County. In Virginia. Yeah, it's, it was it's really interesting what's happening with cryptocurrency. I don't know. Walter, what do you feel about cryptocurrency being a uh, gold bug that you are? Well, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I've got uh, my own. Um, I, look, for, I, I'm, per, I'm partial to, to gold and silver and constitutional money. 
I mean, that's and the, I am too. And let me let me tell you why. I've thought about this long and hard about cryptocurrency. And and the, I'm, you know, I, I I work in computers. I'm up to my elbows in computers. The problem with cryptocurrencies, and some of you guys aren't going to like to hear this, is they still have to be dependent on networks. In fact, the whole concept of a blockchain is a network. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a network, you don't have the blockchain. Even no matter how many nodes there are, no matter how many millions or billions of cross-referencing nodes there are, the, the thing about gold and silver is you can always hold it. You can you can personally own it, transfer it. You can't mess with it. If we have a solar flare. Let's say the whole world is set up with cryptocurrency. We have a solar flare, which could happen any second. It will wipe out all the computers on the whole planet. There goes your whole blockchain, global blockchain. is gone, fried. So unless so they can get all your money as well. out of the, unless they could get cryptocurrency out of computers and have nothing to do with an electronic computer, cryptocurrency is a liability. Now, now, what is not a liability that they should start using for everything is the blockchain. The blockchain could be used to verify contracts and do all kinds of management things that you can't even imagine. Money is only one little portion of the blockchain. That, that was the concern. IBM was in there, and they're talking about they're selling their, their IBM blockchain. In fact, you can download yeah, a book called... The blockchain is what it's all about. I mean, money money is only one little application of the blockchain. So well, I say since the blockchain really has its forte with everything other than money, let's keep money, gold, and silver, just like the founders said. And let's make everything else the blockchain. Well, money is a contract. It's a, it's a promise to pay. So you can have smart contracts. Everything is a promise to pay, Right. So that's right. all that that's all that the cryptocurrency is. It's like an insurance contract. If you outlaw cryptocurrency, you should outlaw insurance contracts, all of them, because all that is. Well, is, I would love. I, I would like. I would like to move. In fact, we're going to have a lot to say about insurance in this movie, Good Guys with Guns. Insurance is another form of uh, tax. Enforced insurance is another tax, just like just like inflation and inflating the money supply is a tax. It's a hidden tax called inflation. They've now got us taxed at every transaction. They've got us taxed at every entity. They've got us taxed by multiple governments, local, federal, state, township governments. We're taxed at all these different ways. And now they've even invented two new ways of taxing us by screwing up our money, by printing endless amounts of it and inflating the money supply. And insurance, health insurance, it's mandatory, is a tax. Car insurance that you have to pay is a tax. They're now raping and pillaging us with this thing called insurance companies. So we've got to take a real serious look at insurance companies, just like we've taken a serious look at fiat currency. Well, let me let me let me let me speak from an insurance standpoint because that's my that's the business that I'm in. So you were on the last call, right? We talked the last time, right? You and I talked the last time. Is that Al? Is that Al? Yeah. No. No. He's out here, but I'm just listening. James, oh, James. Right. Uh, okay. James well, insurance. Yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead, insurance. Well, well, I mean, the the problem that we have now is that, like, okay, let's let's take um, you go out and you buy a new car right now. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna pay forty to sixty seventy thousand dollars for this new car. Okay, right. you got a loan on it. Well, 
How many people, if you go out and you have an accident tomorrow and you total your car, how many people got the money to replace that car? Out of their own savings. That's the problem. And then if you're if you're derelict and you and you actually were the one that caused the accidents and you kill somebody. Okay, really, really, let, me, let, me, let me let me answer you. Let me answer you. Okay. Okay, the, the whole concept of insurance on the surface sounds great, but my grandfather was an insurance man, okay? Um, I grew up in a family where we, he was an insurance man, so I know something, understand something about why people think insurance is great. But remember, well, insurance, is basically, <laughs> insurance is basically you're betting the world that things are going to go wrong, and the insurance company is betting the world that things are going to go right. So. Insurance is basically a, a, an institution that ultimately cripples civilization. And why does it cripple civilization? It cripples civilization because it makes people less dependent on themselves as individuals to drive carefully and not pile up their $75,000 Lexus. And it lays off the responsibility onto a multi-billion dollar entities called insurance companies. So people just eat all the potato no, chips and all the crap, and they get they get a heart attack, and they say, "Fuck it!" Excuse me, I don't mean to swear, but they say, "Hell with it!" My my insurance company will pay for it. My insurance company will take care of the car. When I first started driving, there was no insurance for cars. You got in a car, and if you could post a bond, you didn't have to have insurance. Also, there's a very simple solution to to remedy insurance, but you don't even have to have it for cars. Everyone that drives a car simply signs a waiver that says, if I hit somebody or they hit somebody else, it's our individual responsibilities. Individual. The key word. It's our individual responsibilities. So I would like to see all insurance gone for the most part. Maybe you could have maybe you get high deductibles for catastrophic illnesses mm. in the health area. But our, there, our, our, our society has gone insurance crazy. And insurance is nothing more than a hidden tax, overt tax, overt or covert, as far as I'm concerned. And it's part of the nanny state. Oh, let your insurance company take care of you. You can just be a moron and be an alcoholic drunk driving any way you want or taking your health for granted. The insurance company will take care of you. And then the doctors and the, and the pharmacists and all these people rape and pillage the individuals because, oh, the insurance company, the multi-billion dollar insurance company will pay for it. And so why, are we all surprised that the prices of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, anything in the hospital cost $37,000 for a day in the hospital? It's ridiculous. I agree. And my father, my dad was a doctor. My father was an MD, and my grandfather was an MD. I remember they used to say to me back in the 60s, they're socializing medicine. And that's what's happened. We live in a socialized world of medicine, and and. It's the insurance companies. They totally ruin the whole system. And the insurance companies are in cahoots with the government. The, the insurance companies have basically lobbied the government, the guys with guns, to point guns at the American public and force them to buy policies because you might die if you don't buy it. Or you might get in a car crash and wreck your $65,000 car. It's all a threat. It's all part of creating a dangerous environment so you can extort money out of people extort taxes, extort worthless money, extort insurance out of people. It's all God, crap. <laughs> it's 
crap. It's, it's, totally, really it's totally, it's all part of the collectivist society that Ed Griffin talks about, collectivism. Now, don't anybody bother to take responsibility for themselves. Hey, can we get back to the goal? That's the thing about gold. Gold is once you have the gold in your hand, nobody else can mess with you. Well, that's I, why gold has like, been around 10,000 years. James, you, you know I yeah. got two patents now with the U.S. Patent Office on this invention, and it, it complements the hard billion out there, okay? It, right. it's, it's broken down into as small units as one grain of pure gold, which is equivalent to... Oh no! One quarter grain of pure gold. Um, it's about one inch by two inches. Very well, thin. Nano technology. I, I think you you got an incredible idea for the new money that you're working on. I have one suggestion. Yeah. If I may offer it. This is okay. this is how you can really get the money supply, the new money you're you're working on. Okay. You take that gold. You make it fit. You know, real razor thin. And make it okay. fun, and, put, and print up a whole bunch of really nice new dollar bills with maybe naked women on them. Yeah, and they put them in <laughs> gold, right? Put, the, put, put golden bathing suits on these women. Now they can't be naked, but and put golden bathing suits on these women, and you'll have wonderful new bills, and you just double flood into circulation. Everybody, goes, I got to get my gold bill. My new water-ready gold, printed gold and bond no, 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 bill. And I'm telling you, Dee don't you think it. this would really, really fly? Wouldn't Cudlow love this? Yeah, well, look, they put the silver in the Liberty Dollar, so we can put the gold in the in the whatever you call it, the matriarchy bill. You can have awesome. naked guy bills and naked girl bills with the gold bathing suits, you know? Yeah, I think it should be All for the right. matriarchy because you know the patriarchy you know, money sucks. The coinage act. Yeah, I think the patriarchy is dead, right, Dee Dee? Oh yeah, uh, it, it, it doesn't know its time's over. But well, well, it was it's officially dead today. Where they're jailing America's dad. Okay. Right. Exactly. Well, look, we don't have a level playing with the the Federal Reserve. Okay, they they have a monopoly, right? And, right, but uh, the one solution, yeah. as you know, is to take the taxes off of gold, make it make it so you can you can make it legal tender, so you can pay debt public and private it. with it. You know, That's part there's of a lot it. of stuff that has to be done before you're going to get that uh, get them off your oh, back. Oh yeah, it's going to take a while to transition into another uh, stable constitutional money, and uh, and it it. Okay. Um, you can't pay taxes with it, and you can't um, pay out from it. Uh-uh. But can I put a plug in? It's, it's pure gold pages. Got, um, got, well, I have put your money into a system where that we trust. <clears throat> Why do I need to trust the money in the hands of this government or any government? I don't trust well, anybody you don't with have my to. money. You don't have sure to. You, do. you can do a private, your private contract. But one one well, you, as long as you're using Federal Reserve notes, you have to you have to trust the powers that be in the government or the exactly. private Wall Street yeah. elite banks. I mean, uh, what yeah. Walter is talking about is is currency that's pure, based on gold and silver. And you can, you just can like the Constitution. 
you know, I, I don't really think that we're going to phase into anything. I think we're going to have to have a total and complete planetary meltdown. And then whatever well, left stand is going to be the money. I believe the world is going in that direction. The whole BRICS, all of these wars are over propping the Federal Reserve note because the whole thing, when we went off the gold, we went to black gold, Kissinger in seventy early 70s. That's right. And OPEC made a deal that all the Federal Reserve, all the oil was to be traded in Federal Reserve notes. And that's why we went to, to, to because he was going to dump the dollar and go to the euro. Gaddafi, the same thing. We went in there, took all the gold out of the country. He was going to go to the gold dinar. So what did they right. do? They, they brutalized on camera to show any other country. And right now, China, Russia, India, Brazil, I mean, they're, they're all going to go. That's the common money that's been accepted for 5,000 years. I mean, right. I don't know enough about Bitcoin and all that. Well, there's that, also but. the added idea that as we segue from a fossil fuel uh, economy to a solar economy, the, the, the black gold that you just mentioned, which is oil, oil-backed, oil-backed, oil-purchased, oil-transaction Federal Reserve notes that the Saudi Kingdom put in as a deal in the 1940s for us spending billions to develop Gawar and the rest of the oil fields. As the oil becomes less and less meaningful, that's going to upset the whole balance of power, the monetary balance of power. I mean... Federal Reserve notes will no longer be backed by oil. They'll be meaningless. They'll be backed by what they really are backed by, nothing but debt. Well, still, well hey, and Walter, and Walter, you might want to reconsider your patents because uh, your patents are under the control of Serco. They're not under the control of the United States Patent Office. Serco has control of it has control of all the patents coming out. I was going to send you yeah. the link on that, Walter, but I need your email. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, let me get in here. I got to, you know, I've been, I've been listening to everything here. at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah okay, I've been listening to everything here. Hello. Let him talk. Hello. Go ahead, Walter. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Okay. Hey. Uh, uh, I hate to break the bubble. There's no hope for this country. The country is done. You could talk about the gold. It's all manipulated. The Rothschilds are in total control. We're fighting all these stupid wars in the Middle East. The only thing that's going to save this country is a revolution. Everything is manipulated. It's total and control. Then huh? And then what? Well, then we got to go back. We got to go back to the Constitution. We got to go back to the Constitution. We don't have a Constitution. The country's done. We're not but slaves. Okay. Everything's so manipulated. Okay, we have a bloody revolution. Sam, yeah. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, Wait, if, Jim. If, 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 Go ahead, James, or Walter, whoever was speaking there. No, well, you know, if the whole country melts down, we just, we just start it back up again. We just dust off a new copy of the Constitution and start it right back up again. <laughs> yeah, but look, 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 at, look at Trump. We're fighting these wars in the Middle East. What are we getting out of it? Why are we over in the Middle East? How much does it cost? You know why. Why are we there? Who's pushing us to go there? 
So the we're over there because we need to get the oil. We need to protect oil. We're over there because the U.S. military is supposed to be protecting the oil fields and protecting Israel. We're there for Israel and oil. That's why we're in the Middle East. Well, well, James. Afghanistan has nothing to do with oil. Afghanistan has nothing to do with oil. Iraq has nothing to do with oil. Iraq has nothing to do with oil. Iraq is the second largest oil supplier in the world. That's why Iraq does have something to do with oil. Everybody calm down and not speak over each other, please. Who's getting the oil now out of Iraq? The Rothschilds. Genie Oil Company. Let Jim Palmasano chime in here. Jim, go ahead. Well, I want everybody to just slow down and listen with your ears. You got one mouth, you got two ears. You're supposed to listen. Don't talk over each other, please, because this is this is the hottest this is the hottest call I've been on in a long time, and I'm really appreciating it. But everybody, chill out and let each other talk. Well, you know, Jim, that's why we have the official Q&A after the guests are done. We don't usually interrupt them until the questions because that's what happens if you if you don't finish the interview before you ask for questions. Yeah. Everybody jumps in, and, and Fred can't even finish the interview, so... You know, it gets a little crazy. That's why we kind of try to keep a little bit of a boundary on it so we can hear our guests. So, understand. Okay. Yeah, well, let let let's try to get the, the interview finished. Uh, put a put a put a bow tie around uh, the presentation for James and Walt. Uh, they've been collaborating together for many years on these documentaries. Uh, the subject is good guys with guns, and they are in a rewrite for the script. It sounds exciting. It sounds very uh, uh, positive in its framework, and I think it's something we can all work with to get behind, to share, uh, et cetera. So uh, a few more interviews are coming up. Uh, He's asked Walter to be part of this interview, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing the final product. So thank you for it. Yeah. And Walter, Walter if you could give us yeah, your Walter. email address. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's ubr one five two at gmail dot com. Can you say it again? You're breaking up a little bit. Wbr one nine five two at gmail. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to send you okay, the circuit stuff. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Cool. Hey, Walt, good having you on. Uh, Can you, I, you sound great. Yeah, yeah go ahead Fred, and plug, plug a link. Go ahead and plug a link. Fred, Fred, the link that I wanted to, you know, about, I have that interview with Gary. I think I have it on that. Yeah, absolutely. Pure, uh, pure, yeah. PureGoldPages.com. PureGoldPages, all, all one word. Dot connected dot com no no dashes yeah pure no, no. gold yeah and it's com. on YouTube it, 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 Gary Sanchez's uh, interview with with me sure. uh, but we we the whole thing and it it what it does is it makes it practical to use the hard currency because yep. they don't make them small enough to make a good transactions, private transactions. 
Sure. So it 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 that's why I thought it would help. That's all, James. That's very cool. And get Larry Tudlow. Reach out to Larry. Yeah. Get us. Get 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 James Yeager into the White House. Okay, through Larry Tudlow. Hey, Walter, if you and James can hang around. Walter, if you and James could hang around, that'd be great. Yeah, one yeah. step at a time, right, James? I mean, <laughs> hey, guys, the, the, the official interview portion of the show is over. You can hang around and talk and chat to your heart's content. I don't want to put any cold water on that, but I, I have 50 miles to get back home, so i got to head out. Yeah, and we lost James. We lost James anyway. We lost lost James? Okay. Yeah. Hey, let me ask Walter a question. Thank you. Let me ask Walter a question. Yes. Let me ask Walter and say, who controls the country? Federal Reserve. Well, well, who controls the Federal Reserve? I would say say the the ones who control the purse, you know, the the rough. City of London. Yeah. 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 Circle and the the senior executive service through the. Yeah. All pretty uh, pretty transparent at this point, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Iraq and and Libya after the toppled their, you know. Here's something something to consider. In the beginning of 2017, the, the total value of all cryptocurrencies was around $10 billion. At the end of 2017, the total value of cryptocurrencies was $350 billion. And the expectation is that 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 multiple is going to continue for the year 2018, which means that a 15 to 20 times multiple, we're beginning to get to the point where cryptocurrencies are challenging the control of the banks and people who own gold, silver, and all kinds of commodities. And it's not controllable. Uh, short of having the, an EMP pulse all over the planet, knocking out the inter- internet, which will wipe, wipe out all currencies. Okay, there's no central authority any place for any of these cryptocurrencies. They're all, are all and, and you can also they're all decentralized. You can also put every insurance company, every business, everything, including all government, which has a a blockchain project going on to reconstruct government. You're going to lose 80 to 90 percent of the government. Caveat. Yeah. Caveat. Yes. You think these bankers are going to lay down? <laughs> no. You're no. If, no. If, if, I do not expect them to lay down. If the cryptos, if the cryptos take over, they'll shut it down. They can't. No. Uh, they can't. No, they can. EMP. No. And they they've got the capability. They, they shut themselves it. out by doing the same thing. No, they do the same thing themselves. Well, the the line well, thing is they shut themselves out. I, I understand. But what I'm saying is I'm not against cryptos because I got some crypto. Sure. But I got I got physical too. And right. I'm not going to depend. I'm not going to depend on one thing. You're crazy no, you don't have if you to. do. You don't, no, you don't so, have to. So, so own some physical stuff. And you know, toy around with a little little bit of crypto, and you know, watch how this goes. Because let me tell you what, uh, from what what what's going on with American intelligence media, and the information that they're getting out, and and I'm telling you, Field McConnell, whoa, 
this guy is brutal. And uh, <laughs> he's he's stepping out. Abledanger.org. Um, you better pay attention to what's I'm happening. Sending you, I'm sending you these links, Walter, to, to that. I think it's very simple. This. I think it's very simple. The blockchain is immutable. It cannot be changed. You could shut down 99.99% of all the computers tonight. Tomorrow morning when the computers back on, come on back on again, guess what? If the, the network is back up again, and so is the blockchain all over the world. Well, okay, this is where I don't think you understand. Um, if there's an EMT, yeah, all those electron, everything electronic is ruined. It right. cannot be right. reused. Right, and and it you think that by holding, so, so you think by holding gold and silver in your backyard or or stuffed in a in a in a, uh, a safe. You're going to be protected from your neighbors coming and knocking, knocking you over and stealing your gold and silver. Good luck. Good well, luck. Wait a minute. Why wouldn't they? That, no more than knocking you over for paper currency today. I'm not, well, this electronic currency it doesn't matter. You, I, you could knock me over the head all day long. I still have my currency. It's sitting on the thumb drive. I got a billion dollars, like a trillion dollars sitting in a thumb drive. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. So, so you got that on a thumb drive, thumb drive. But, okay, Al, Al, listen. Yeah. Al, listen. Yeah. So you have it yeah. on a thumb drive. Right. You have it on a thumb drive, but the Internet no longer exists because all the computers have been EMP'd, and they don't work anymore. So how are you going to fucking use it? Okay, let me friend. ask you this then. Let me ask you this. How are we going to use a dollar at that point? Yeah, how the bank's going to function at that point. How they're going to function. Uh, well, who's going to work with the bank? I'm talking about dealing person to person. Oh. Uh, yep. Well, um, that, that's, that's, that's so dire. That's so dire that I don't even want to consider it, even though it's a, pos- a possibility. I get it. That's why North well, Korea and Iran could take it. They could take that outside. Here's the solution to the solution to the EMT is very simple. You start bartering. Bartering. You well, that's what, you that's your... what I'm talking about. That's what I'm right. talking about. And that's going to that would replace it to bartering. That, that that is one way, and it's yeah. it's a little awkward to barter. I mean, you got to you know, five chickens for a gallon of milk or what, what you know, whatever. Well, but, uh, but hey, Walter, Walter, don't leave out. Would. Hey, That's why don't leave out. Don't leave out that, hey, I might want to barter uh, an ounce of silver for five chickens. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's why money was created, because it was more convenient to more. Well, you'll, never see, you'll, never see that, you'll never see that silver again. Because now you've, got, you've eaten your chicken. Now what? You, you got your chickens. You use all the silver. I mean, if you work, if you work, you're, you're going to get paid in that currency too. How are you going to? How are you going to make it elastic? Well, how do you make it elastic? Well, you can do it two ways. You can go. Yeah. Okay, I'll work eight hours today for an ounce of silver, or you can give me five chickens. Right, right. <coughs> hey, I don't know if I can do that. I, can't, I don't think I can do it in suburban New York City or suburban Washington, D.C., or suburban Boston, or even Chicago. Where are the chickens going to come from? 
Okay. Well, I'm not fired out of the case. I think this is a better what you know the silver and gold, and especially if we have smaller units of it, it can be very accurate. You don't you don't have contract private contracting. Who's going to value silver and gold? Well, well, that's the thing. Here, here you go. I can hey, can, I can, can, I can answer that question? Yes. I also, I also say, you know, we've been using the dollar. You're even referring to the Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency with dollar valuation. Okay. Right. Right. I now we've been since seventeen prior to 1792 coinage act. It was based, a dollar was 371 and a quarter grains of silver. Now, they came up with that quarter grain, 301 quarter grain of silver, because that was the average pieces of eight, Spanish mill dollar at the time. We were, we were using foreign coin, Spanish right. dollars. Now, the, the thing is, is, they're not making small enough units. They're not making even half dollars, quarters, or dimes anymore of silver. Right. What this invention I have is it's uh, down to one quarter grain of silver. And it's, uh, uh, one, one grain is equivalent to a fed, uh, it's the size of a Federal Reserve note, but extremely thin. And it's, it's very technical to get it that thin, but it's pure gold or your silver. Um, I I've also have a new monetary symbol. Instead of a dollar, it would you could call it um, a GDG, a, a, a gold grain, grain of gold. Grain of gold. There's no reason, there's no reason not to have. There's no reason not to have an ecosystem of currencies. No reason not to have well, no. that. No, and I mean, why I'm, not? Why not? I'm fine with that. Yeah. You I know, just don't like um, not the private Rothschild banking car- cartel. You know? Well, well, our, our government is allowing the monopoly. They're violating our own federal laws. A monopoly. Yeah. They're violating our own. But see, that's why I don't trust anything centrally government about anything. Because you've got people like you've got, you know, Comey and, you know, uh, McCabe. And you've, you've got people that change their mind about what they, whether they're gold bugs or not, like Alan Greenspan. Was once, it was once a, uh, uh, a gold bug. Then he became a, right. a, paper, a paper guy. Um, I think you need to take things out of people's hands in the sense that if you don't put it, you keep it and put it in nobody's hands, allow, allow whatever it is that you're trading, whatever you're doing, to exist at the whim of the people. And that's as you know, and a, a, another control point being the general population. Look what they're trying to do in Washington D.C. I am buried here with people trying to get rid of Donald Trump, right? Literally right. buried in them. And my answer to them is, guess what, guys? There's a hundred plus million people in this country that voted for Donald Trump, and you right. think because there's, there's a bunch of you in the in the, in the House and the Senate, you're going to get rid of this guy? There's a guy here in the town that we live in who's a billionaire. Who has is a progressive Democrat? I one time I supported this man. I won't touch him with a ten foot pole because he's while well, he employs six thousand people. At the same time, he wants to get away get, get away from anything that's not progressive. And progressives are just simply take away my personal autonomy from me, 
and give it to the government because they know better than I do. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, and so I think that we're, we are on the precipice of a, of, a, of a revolt, but I think it's going to be a quiet revolt. I don't think it's going to be an armed revolt because the American people won't want to stand having entire towns wiped out by the federal government. Although, there's yeah, so, you know, I would rather a stealthy, since, since the Rothschilds decided to stealthy run the control and control the monetary system, and they want to have a single currency or a single way of controlling things, well, guess what? They got their wish with the blockchain. And that, the blockchain takes the, the control of the currency and, and contract and everything else out of their control. They're going to be freaking out over the next decade. decade. Watch it. Let me, let me ask you something. Do you think there's yeah. any government services that are, are valid, constitutional? No. 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 So you're an, no. you're an anarchist, right? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I th- I no, think you're a constitutionalist. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm, I'm, op- I'm, op- I'm simply saying that when you go extra constitution, you're no longer you're no longer, constant, you're no longer abiding by the Constitution. What the blockchain would do would be to eliminate the Department of Education, EPA, IRS, uh, you name it, it would go on and on and on because all those organizations are administrative. Well, by the way, all those can be programmed into the blockchain out of the control of individuals who can use them as weapons, etc. So you set the policy, you put together the smart contract, and you let it rip. The business that Fred is in, for example, Uber, right? You can take a smart contract and wipe out the management and the stockholders of Uber tomorrow. It's already developed as a, in, in one of the MIT uh, labs. They have, they have the, the smart contract already built. And by the way, Fred's income would double. Know why? Are, are you, uh, Fred, are you using uh, cryptocurrency as actually as money now? Oh, of course. They buy goods and services. Yeah, Fred, Fred's not here. Yes, you are, they are using crypto. I can go down and buy a house, a car. I can buy anything you want with cryptocurrency. You have. I have. You can do anything you want now. Didn't, didn't, well, you, pay your son, didn't you pay your son's student medical bill, too, with that crypto? That's right. That's correct. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really awesome. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but the point, the point, the point is that I don't think it's, it's a, is no way... I, I would never want to do battle with the Federal Reserve or any central bank ever because all they'll do is come knocking on my door and, and, and suddenly I'll be holding a gun allegedly and I'll get shot, you know, um, or something else will happen to me. So why bother allowing the growing governments to make any one, any one individual, you know, uh, uh, target? It's sort of like you, you all were talking about the revolution going on in this country with people with illegal immigrants coming across the border. Well, guess what? They're already here and they're outpopulating us. The revolution is happening in the birthing room of hospitals. Same thing is happening in Europe with the with with, with the Muslim population growing out right. of control. Oh, okay, I got a question for you. Do you, do you think yeah. you said you're constitutionalist? Do you believe in the sovereignty of our nation? With bo- okay, let me just ask you that question first. Okay, simply this: the sovereignty of this nation was signed away in 1913. Period. All right. Okay. So, so, I mean, how do you get back to, if you wanted to get back to restoring the republic to, are, do you believe in borders? Sure. Of course. 
Okay, do you believe in securing the border? Of course. Okay. Well, they're not secure now, are they? No, they're not secure. But even if we even if we were to stop physical immigration into this country today, there's 14 million illegals in this country that are breeding like yeah. rabbits. And so, I know that. And so everything that you do, now that's the thing you call a helpline, right? What's the first thing you hear other than English as part of the helpline? What do you, you're asked to pick a language. Yeah. Okay. If you go to Europe, France, Marseille, places like that, you know, you know what they've got? You can either have French, English, or Arabic as a helpline. Because the city is no longer a French city, right? Right. Sweden. Sweden has rapes that they never had before. It didn't exist. But they allow yeah. people to come in from the Middle East, okay? So the revolution isn't, isn't, isn't fought with a gun. The revolution is, is, is fought in the hospital. Well, you know, in the, in the, right. birth, in the birthing rooms of the no, hospital. No, I agree. Oh. I agree. And they're, and they're using them as pawns for the yes. – Destabilize these nations, their nations. You will, you will see, you will see a Europe, you will see a Europe in, in flames within ten years again. There will be a general <clears throat> revolution, and this time the Germans won't stop. Okay, won't that stop. is the reason. That is the reason that we need to restore the republic. Because <laughs> right. under, why are you laughing? Because I, I said that before, we need a revolution to go back to the no, Constitution. No, 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 I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't say a revolution. I said no, that's but, why we need to re- – hold on, Sam. This I is know. why we need to restore the, restore the republic because it doesn't matter how many opposition comes in. If we are operating under the law in a republic, they can't, they can't take our rights away. Hey, Jim, what is the basic of restored republic? What is the basic? The Constitution. Right? I mean, going by the Constitution, the Bill of Rights yeah. and everything in it. That's what the republic is all about. Right. There's, there's, no, there's no term in our Constitution. Forget about the Declaration of Independence. That's just the Declaration of Independence. There's no term in the Constitution that talks about democracy. No. There's not one single word in it. Right? Exactly. It's a republic. But what we've got now is that we've expanded the word republic from being the, the, the elected officials in this, in this country to the FBI's head, head, like James Comey, or the head of the CIA, mm. or the, 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 the deep state inside Washington, D.C. I mean, every day I think to myself, what happens when they nuke D.C.? Is this whole thing going to change? But I'm, too, I'm too close to D.C. I, the fallout would be horrible here. You'd be all be dead. Mm. The, thing, the, thing, the, thing, the thing of it is is that, that we have become too large. We're like a large corporation. And we're afraid to talk to one another. And, you know, you've got places like California that are thumbing their noses at, at the at federal law. If I were Donald Trump, I'd tell my law enforcement officials to elect to arrest Jerry Brown and, any, and anyone in that state right. that's, that's in a government position that's talking about sanctuaries. I'd say, that's it. You're done. And, and open up the prison gates and put them in. And say, well, you know what? You're not coming out. 
And by the way, we're going to let you live with we're going to let we're going to let you live with the the illegal immigrants who are killing some of our right. residents. I'm going to give them some guns right. too. See what happens. Right. I, I'm, I'm, am I kidding? Maybe. Probably not. But the thing the thing the thing of it is is that we've put too much power into the hands of the administrative class, and we've taken too much crap from those who want to take power from the people. Um, you know, in, in the well, state that I live in at this moment, Maryland, you can vote for anybody what you want as long as it's a Democrat because you're never going to win as a Republican, you know. Well, the first thing we okay. need to do, well, the first thing we need to do is we need to get rid of the senior executive service. Walter, you don't know about it. Uh, Dee sent you information on it. You need to find out about it because it's very invasive. And it's basically controlling our government. Same with Circo. How? Or how? How does it do that? How does it do that? Well, it started back in 1977-78, and they created the Senior Executive Service. And so these are appointed people. They're not elected. And they are in put in every agency of the United States. They get paid big dollars. They don't even have to be vetted. They don't even have to be a United States citizen. Right. They can be appointed, and they are controlling everything. Jeff Sessions is a member of this thing, uh, as uh, of this service, SES. Wow. Now, if you guys will get on AIM, American Intelligence Media, They'll explain it to you. There's, well, there's a book. Howard, there's a book from FEMA. Oh, no, 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 no. It, no, no. They control FEMA. Okay. Um, but there's a, there's a book called the Plum Book. P-L-U-M. Plum Book. And it is, it is a listing of everybody that's in the senior executive service. Supposedly, these people cannot be fired. And uh, and they're all over the government. Why? why? Uh, Where did you get this information? American e- Intelligence Media. AIM for Truth.com. Or dot org. How did dot com. Leak that out from within? Is that... This was list? this was done this was done under Carter in seventy eight seventy nine. Obama appointed over like nine thousand people to this service, and they're installed in all the government organizations, the government agencies, and it's just a round robin of. Oh, okay. Well, you're done here. We'll move you over to this corporation. And it's Didi. Um, are you still on? No. Uh, I think it might just be you and I. Go to go to AIM. Go to AIM number four. Truth. What? I did. Didi sent me that link. I I, I think she did. But I'm telling you what, these people, I'm telling this this Phil McConnell, man, he is brutal. Uh, Phil McConnell, 
He's Abel Danger. Um, there was a, there there was an action done, and it was called Abel Danger, and it was A B L E, A B L E. Danger. It was a it um, was a project. Well, I mean, Phil McConnell, Phil McConnell, Phil McConnell's a former former uh, Marine uh, aviator. And uh, he he saw what was going on. His sister's in the middle of this stuff, and he started up a group called Able Danger, but it's A B E L instead of A B L E. Able Danger dot org, and uh, we've got they've got people all over the world that are that are betting out all this stuff, all this information. They're finding out who's controlling stuff, and it's really hairy. This is freaking Do we still have that guy on from Maryland? Jim? Uh, What's that? It's still on. The blockchain. I think. Is it just you and I, Jim? Anyone else on? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Brain Steve here. No, Sam's on. Now, Steve. Steve, yeah. Steve Harris is still on too. Walter, I'll send you. Walter, I sent you uh, uh, an about us thing too. It shows a lot of the shows and stuff we've done. So uh, I that's in your inbox since Didi got your email. Okay. Good talking with you. You too. Okay. Uh, gonna, let me ask you, drop off too. Jim. Jim, wait, I wait, go. Let, let me ask you, Brent, before we go hey, off. Guys, why are we talking over each other? Okay, I want to ask Ray Walter before. Also, you, Jim. Let me ask you a question. Why are we against Russia? Yeah, good question. Good are you going to tell me? Because I no, have no I, idea. I know why well, we're I, against them, but I'm my, asking you, people. Idea of why we're against them because Putin threw out the international bankers, and you know they they you know it's not the Soviet Union anymore. They're a Christian nation, and you know I don't know if he's a good guy or not. But that's what I'll tell you. Trump is asking, why can't we you know have a relationship with Russia? You know that's a well, good I'll, question. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Sam. What do you say? Here's the deal. Because Britain, uh, who is absolutely in control of our country through uh, SES and and uh, CERTA, whatever, they're absolutely in control. They control our, our treasury. They control our patents. They control yeah. everything. They're in our military. I mean, SES is in our military. They're on our air traffic controllers, and they, it's not just here; it's worldwide. This so is why do they need Russia? Okay, why so do they want the Three, because they want to be in control of the world under the city of London. Mm-hmm. The Jesuits are involved. The Vatican's involved. The Knights of Malta are involved. This is this is just control. 
It's all about control. They want a one-world government so they can make us just workers. Right. And they reap all the benefits. Hey, Chip, so, who's in, who's in Britain? Do you think, Chip, do you think uh, Trump wasn't supposed to win? That's not who they wanted. And he, well, I, I just I don't know what to think about Trump. Now I've heard mm. I've heard I've heard stuff that the military went to Trump and said you have to run. Uh, and then I have and, and then I hear other reports that uh, that um, Trump's um, uh, investment banker is uh, Rothschild. Hey, so, hey Jim. No, Jim, I mean, no, I, I'm telling you what, it's so, Jim, it's let so me tell you, Let me tell you some facts here. The bundler for for Hillary was Evelyn Rothschild's wife from New Jersey, okay? She was out on Martha's Vineyard bundling for Hillary. Soros was funding Hillary, okay? That, that should tell you enough right there. I, I mean... Well, all I I can say, all I can tell you, all I can tell you guys is if you ain't paying attention to AIM and if you're not paying attention to Able Danger, um, I'm I'm telling you what, these people are brutal. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know how Phil McConnell still exists because um, he has taken on his sister uh, Marcy, what's her first name? Uh, oh shit! But she was the one. She was the one that was started SES in 1979, 78, 79. And um, this is her brother. Bill McConnell is the brother of her, and. He has come out against her, and he wants her destroyed. I mean, it's it's sick. It's get it gets into pedophilia and all sorts of stuff. And I'm I'm telling you what these this guy he he claims he says he says I'm alive because of the grace of God, and I'm going and I will not be harmed. He says well, because these that. people are evil people. Hey, oh, Jim. I know that. Hey, Jim, let me ask you a question. Who controls Britain? Uh, from what I from what I what I heard the other day, uh, the Jesuits are in control of Britain. And who controls the Jesuits? Well, no, no, no. Let me, let me take that back because we have to be specific. Let me take that back. We have to be specific. The Jesuits are in control of the city of London. The city of yep. London isn't isn't London. No, I no, know what it, it is. is. It is. Yeah, it's the, it's the financial capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Jim, I have to disagree with you. The Jesuits. Who's controlling the Jesuits? Who founded the Jesuits, Jim? <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you? Jesuits? What's your point? Who, what's well, your point? Well, my point is that the Jesuits are, are the, the Rothschilds are behind everything. 
The Rothschilds yeah, before the Jesuits. That's I agree. Simple. See, in other words, it's the Jews. It's the Jews. You don't want to mention the Jews. It's the Jews. A Jew founded the Jesuits back then. You ever hear of Adam Weishaupt? Yeah. Yeah. In the city of London. See, what I think you ought to bomb it. you got to bomb a couple places. you got to bomb London, and you got to bomb Tel Aviv, and you have peace in the world. Mm. No. <laughs> it's, too, it's, it's, too, it's too far integrated than that. Um, good luck on that one. Oh, but, right. uh, it, it would be a good start. <laughs> What's but, the, no, okay, I mean, here's a question. Here's a question. What's what's your name? The one who asked him the question here. Sam. Uh, what? Sam Cross. Sam. Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the name of the Jewish temple? That uh, Masonic temple. The Masonic temple. I, I wouldn't know. I'm a Mason. I'm a Mason, incidentally. Yeah, well, that should be easy then. Sam! Jim, Jim, are you still a Mason? Fuck no, I burn it all. Oh, all right. But but anyway, there's a Jewish Masonic. uh, I forget the name of it. Yeah. The B'nai B'rith, maybe? B'nai B'rith. Yeah, the fucking crooked bastards. That's a Jewish institution. The B'nai B'rith. Yeah. Yeah, that's a true Sam, you didn't yeah, do that shit They're not part of the whole thing. It's not every Jew, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, I know. I'll tell you who yeah. a good Jew is. I'll tell you who a good Jew is. Brother Nathaniel Kapter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who he is? Uh, what's his name again? Well, he converted to Christianity. Yeah, Brother Nathaniel Kapter. I'm a Christian too. Uh, Brother Nathaniel Kapter. Oh, okay. He he has a, he has a website called Real Jew News. Okay. You, should, you can't. You should listen dude, to him. Dude, you can't well, be a real Christian. You. I, you can't be a real I, I, Christian if you're a Mason, dude. Yes, I can. Because no, nothing happened. I said, freaking liar. Because you know who. Uh, you know who. Hey. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Morals, moral, morals, and dogma. What is it? Page two fifty three, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, who do they who do they worship? Lucifer. It says right, it right, right in Mortals and Dogma, and you're going to claim that yeah. you're a Mason and you're okay with that? I'm a Christian. I believe no. in Jesus Christ, Son no, of God. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. You're. Yes, you're, I do. Don't tell me what I don't believe. What I believe in. I know what the hell I believe well, then in. Then you Jim. can't. Then you can't believe in both things. <laughs> you know, I I I went over and lived in Israel for over a year as a Christian. Okay, yeah. I did a yeah. and you did one. Yes, I lived there for thirteen months. I was dating an Israeli uh, Sephardic Jew. She was, uh, and I was evangelizing to her. <laughs> was. For, well, the Sephardic is different than Ashkenazi, the European. They were, she, her family came. She was born in Israel. But anyway, 
the the point is is you know I spent Christmas in Bethlehem and you know the Easter uh, and you know, I I saw all the it was pretty amazing year but the ones when I lived in Jerusalem the last few months I the real extremists were the ones that were the extreme Orthodox they were persecuting the Israeli Christian, the ones that converted to Christianity. And I went to uh-huh. one Christian. They, oh, I used to go to the Baptist church there. They Molotov cocktailed the, the freaking thing. They burnt the church out. We were meeting in a tent in the back. And I also went to an Israeli church that was all Israelis that converted to Christianity. Man, they were the heavy, heaviest persecuted people in Israel. I mean, they hated them. And it was pretty amazing. Well, that's kind of uh, what we're seeing in Syria. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is that you, Walter? Ready? Yeah, Who's it is. Uh, Walter, did you get to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I lived in Jerusalem. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, I went to the Easter, uh, on Easter, I went to the garden tomb. You know, I'm not Catholic, but I, you know, it was, it was beautiful. Now, you know, and see a Galilee. Uh, yeah. it was, I, I climbed up the, the place where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. I slept in that cave one night. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't supposed to. They had it. The Israelis didn't want you. You know, they. That was like yeah, not I, I, I've been, I've been, I've been over to Jerusalem. I was Palestine. But you know, Walter, yeah. you know who owns a lot of land. You know who owns a lot of territory yeah. in Jerusalem. Yes, Russians. The Russians. The Russians. Oh, yeah. In, in Israel. Or yeah, the Russians have a lot of. Own a lot of property there, but you know the Garden of Gethsemane, and the, you've got the Mount of Olives. Yeah. They have a lot of stuff over there. Russians own it. The Russian Orthodox Church. When wow. Did, when did they? When did they purchase it? They they were they've been there, Jimmy. I was in, I was in uh, Jerusalem in 1961, so I got to visit that whole area. It was 1980 to 81 to. 82 or something around that era. But, yeah, the Russians have a lot of, they have a lot of property over there in Jerusalem. Yeah. There's well, I'm, I'm really curious because, because you asked the question. So what is, what is uh, the worry about Russia? Yeah, yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. What I'm asking say? you. I, I I know what's going on. I I got the idea what's going on. Well, you, I'm asking you guys. I well, I don't see the problem. You tell us what I heard, you see. I'll tell you. I had heard years ago when Putin took over, he threw out the Rothschild banking cartel. Right, now, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, well he, he, yeah. Well. Well, and 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 uh, uh, what's his name? Soros. They will if he comes in their country, he'll be arrested. Yeah, in Hungary. Well, yeah. Look at, look at the other thing. Why they hate Russia? Russia during the, uh, the war of Indi- the, uh, the 
1812, right? Right. We, the Rush, the Czar helped us. And man, they, what did they do? They waited, they, they, they took down the whole freaking thing, right? The whole Bolshevik right. revolution and everything. Yeah, but, but the Czars also, Walter, the Czars helped us in the Civil War. I got to know that. But didn't they help us in the War of 1812, too? I know yeah. they helped us in the Civil War. Yeah. Oh, it might, I may be mistaken about that. It might have been the Civil War instead. Yeah, they sent the yeah. fleet into San Francisco Harbor. and See, the British, oh, well. French, the British, French, and Spanish were ready to come, Spanish were ready to come on the side of the Confederacy. And the uh-huh. Tsar said that if you need well, help, we'll help you. And uh, they backed thing, down. There's one thing for certain is that we have been lied to. And uh, it's so intense that we're struggling to try to figure out what actually has has happened. This is, you know, when the movie Matrix came out, I was like, wow, wow. Yeah. Because it said so much. The first one, yeah. Yeah, the first one, it said yeah. so much. It was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. And they knew it. And that too. was, well, and it was a warning sign. I think, I think it was a warning to the people yeah. that you guys are, you better wake up quick. Yeah. Uh, Walter and Jim, uh, Putin yeah. is a Christian. He was baptized. Yeah. He was baptized by his mother secretly. Well, he's a Christian. He goes to church. He blesses himself and all that stuff. But since yep. Putin, since they overthrew the Soviet Union, which were communists, which were mainly Jews, that they've rebuilt 25,000 churches in Russia. They rebuilt wow. 25,000 churches in Russia. They rebuilt oh, no, that's, the church. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Jim, you know what I think? Is, here's what I think you're after Russia for. I think the Russia, you know, Russia is blessed with resources, you know? Yeah. Sure and I think, I think that the Rothschilds want to get hold of those resources. They're using the United States to go against Russia. Okay. I, I, if you, okay. If you will look at, if you will look at all the actions, military actions of the United States over the past shit, 200 years. Yeah. It's all been over resources. Mm-hmm. We've right. got we've got some sick ass people that they just can't get enough. They can't get enough. And yeah. I mean, you know, we've had incursions all over the world. You know, just like the current deal with Syria. Well, uh What's the deal with Syria? Well, they want to put a pipeline through Syria. And Syria's like, yeah, we can do that. Oh, no, you can't own it. We want to own it. And that's what it's all about. It's all about the money. And it's fucking insane. (laughs) So 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 we're just willing to play these games. 
For, you know what else they worry about Syria? They don't have a central bank either. Right. Well, no, fuck, Walter. We already know that. All uh, what was it? Was it General Clark that come out and said, "Yeah, we're yeah. going to attack all these nations." I confronted General Clark a couple times in public. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's insane. And that, and we're right. what we're dealing, what we're dealing with is insanity. You're right, Jim. That's right. He, General Clark uh, threatened me. Uh, I was. <laughs> he's a fucking. You know what? He's a fucking pussy. He's right. Him. He is, but he was down at the mic and 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 asked him a direct question right before in supporting Obama, right before the 2008 election. I said, you know, I said this is all bullshit between you can't, you know, and and I saw and, that video. Yeah, I said, I said the reason we're we're there, and this is one of the reasons why we were in Afghanistan and everything, was that the soldiers were guarding the opium fields, right? And and they were placing <laughs> right. opium on the C-130s. This is what I'm stating right in front of them. And I said they're flying it back to to the United States and dumping here. I said, do do you agree with that policy, General Clark? And he goes. He looks at me, and this is a full audience. He goes, and I have a video camera in Warrior. He goes, I remember that video. I remember that video. You need to be really careful. You need to buy it. Yeah, 95% of the is coming from Afghanistan, and the CIA is bringing it over. <laughs> yeah, and we're going yeah. to well, You know what? I, I remember uh, the New York Times, the front page of the New York Times. Our soldiers standing in the middle of the the opium field, and they're they're working with the the drug brother of uh, what what is it, Karzai, whatever his name was. Oh God, it was disgusting. Well, you know, Walter. You know, I mean, this is why. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't know if you if you've been been on any of this stuff, but. This guy, Phil McConnell, he's a fucking bastard. I mean, he is uh, he is so strong, and he's like, I got I got God behind me, and he calls it out. He calls it out, and he makes fun of him. He makes fun of him and says, "No, we're going to take your ass down." Um, uh, it's oh no, it, it, it's it's totally incredible. This guy, I mean, he he gives me hope. He gives me hope. Uh, you remember Bill just, Cooper? Remember William oh, yeah, Bill, Cooper? He was yeah. perfect. You know, okay. Yeah, I know here's, he was. Here's the difference. Here's the difference between Bill Cooper and Field McConnell. Bill Cooper warned us. Yeah, he did. Field, Field McConnell, he, he tells it the way it is, and he goes, we're gonna go get their asses. No, that would that's be the difference. Because he's yeah, but how's he going to do it, Jim? How's he going to do it? Where's he going to get the people? Where am I going? Hey, dude, he's getting it from all around the world. And if you get on, if you will take the time, get on their website 
and you, uh, I tell you what, that is my information source right now. Um, yeah. I walk, I, uh, I kind of sort of walked away from Republic Broadcasting Network, and I went, dude, these guys are kicking ass. And when you listen, <laughs> you, you listen to this. He's an old fucker. He's an old guy. I, I don't know. He's probably in his seventies. Phil McConnell, fucking former Marine, and he calls him out. He calls him out, and he goes, I'm going to kick your ass. He goes, no. Uh, this is the way, this is what's going on. And you know what? Um, that gives me hope. And uh, and I'm telling you what, Walter, you really got to pay attention to this guy because he calls it out. And he's yeah, got people. He's got people all, right. all over the world. He's got people all all over the world, not just in the United States, all over the world that are well, researching. You know what? You can Google George Soros lives about a half hour from me. I mean, I Google map and saw his house. You can do me on <laughs> I mean, Well, we know, where, we know where they live. They know where we live. Well, Walter, um, I would not like to be in that position. Because I'm not sure what I would do. Well, I know I got the grace of God protecting me. I mean, I should have been a SWAT team. Uh, I'll tell you what. Homeland Security. Well, I had a load of uh, to the back of my head, and and the guy was scared to death. And I'm I'm not armed, and uh, and then these these guys, you know. Oh, was that your driveway deal? Is that your yeah. driveway deal? Valentine's Day. Valentine's yeah. Day. Fucking sick yeah. ass mother. Yeah, I love you too. Huh? They were bunch of They all had the American Underground Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.